This is episode 14 of the Get In My Garden podcast, and this is Aaron Moskowitz. On today's episode, we meet Caitlin Magentel, half of a duo of highly successful and focused young social entrepreneurs with a brilliant business called Pulp Pantry. They launched their big idea hyper-locally through the farmer's markets in Los Angeles. Every day they are succeeding in their mission of changing the cycle of food waste in the United States and changing how we think about our food. Through hard work and activism, Pulp Pantry is replacing sugar-laden grain cereals with nutrient-rich, organic, and remarkably delicious granolas. Their line of juice pulp granolas and crackers are working their way into the pantries of lower-income communities through educational outreach efforts while simultaneously gaining a loyal following amongst committed local vores and natural foodies. Caitlin is high energy about their mission, their product line, and their business strategy. She is a passionate and outspoken ambassador for health foods and food justice, and she is a great example for those podcast listeners who want to launch a food product business at the farmer's market or take their existing farmer's market food business to the next level. First of all, what is Pulp Pantry? For us, the messaging around what Pulp Pantry is, is kind of, there's twofold, um, two-pronged kind of missions. And one of them, of course, is food waste. And in the United States, 40% of our food is wasted and 95% of that ends up in the landfill. And one thing that I got really passionate about as an environmental studies student at USC, I was I was working in an urban garden in South Los Angeles and just realized I was like, oh my gosh, so many kids here don't have access to fresh, healthy food. And you know, in, in school they're being served potatoes and French fries as their daily vegetable. They would come into the garden, they'd get super excited about growing all these vegetables um, from seed to sprout. And even a kid who would come in and say, I hate carrots, would learn how to grow a carrot and would all of a sudden be like, carrots are my favorite vegetable ever, you know, and I would be so excited to eat them. And I saw these little mini moments of transformation and circling back to the food waste issue. You know, I was, I was at a friend's house during that same semester that I was working at this urban garden. And I saw her pull out a juicer and she started juicing a bunch of carrots. And at the end of that kind of juicing period, I was, I was just, I was shocked because I'm a, I'm a Chicago native and we didn't have juiceries all over the city at the time, but I had never actually seen someone juice a vegetable. And I just, I I was like, there's so much waste that's produced for, for that bunch of carrots and the tiniest amount of liquid. And so I got really riled up because I was like, well, you know, this carrot pulp is full of fiber. It was so fresh. It was so like vibrant. It was delicious. We were kind of snacking on it because she was like, what do we do with the pulp? I don't know. And you know, it just, it's crazy to see a resource being thrown away that could do so much good in other communities that maybe need those exact nutrients, like need a higher fiber diet, need more vegetables in their diet. How could we kind of bridge those two resources to make healthy food more affordable? And so that's really what the the initial mission for Pulp Pantry was. And that is so cool. You know, well, and we'll, we'll get into it more, but today I would say, you know, Pulp Pantry simply is transforming neglected resources into health or better for you food in delicious and, and new and convenient forms and, and kind of making it easier for everyone to eat their daily servings of vegetables by eating a grain-free granola that you love and that is a great snack and it's something that you could eat for breakfast. And I think that's really the magic of Pulp Pantry is that we've kind of leveraged this creativity in, in thinking about how we go about making food products because we're so mission-driven that it allows us to really come up with just product opportunities that are so different from what else is out there. That's so great. Well, I love your social media. You're just all over the place on the internet. It's the most beautiful (laughs) photos that you have. And you have, I don't really know all about your products. So you have granola, but you also are doing some other things, aren't you? 
Yeah, we, well, actually, it's funny because, you know, the way that I started, I was doing carrot cakes at the farmer's markets or beet brownies, but then I started bringing, you know, I brought like little flour mixes of carrot flour, beet flour, and I put those into like baking mixes. And the way that I actually started at the farmer's market was, you know, I think some people were just kind of pushing me, you know, people would come every week, they would give me feedback and and people were kind of pushing me in a direction of like, hey, we should make something that's a little bit more snack friendly. I don't really bake or I don't really like eat baked goods because I don't want to eat grains. And so I started you know, figuring out, okay, well, almond milk suppliers have almond pulp. So how could I turn the almond pulp into like this grain-free granola? And so I started out making um, the granola and then also a line of crackers. But, you know, through the period of the farmer's market, really realized, okay, the granola and the crackers are kind of the thing that people are buying. Like they want something that's just easy grab and go that they're going to go eat when they go home or whatever else. Yeah. So, um, that's what I love about I, the farmer's market. It's just such a perfect way to prove what you're doing. You don't know exactly what people want, but then you can go there and get a lot of encouragement and it doesn't really cost much. Oh so my gosh. It's a perfect place it's to launch a business. Thing. Yeah. I honestly, the daily, I mean, it was a lot. I was doing three farmer's markets a week with, you know, not only that, but it was also just three days in the kitchen a week and everything. So it was like a nonstop cycle. And of course, when you're at the farmer's market, it's super draining. You're talking to a million people at once. Definitely. But I like loved it. I just, I thrived on that energy and being there early and setting up with all the vendors and, you know, product trades and everyone just getting like really curious about each other's, what each other's businesses were doing and how we could even help each other out. So I really um, love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It makes me, it makes me smile. I, I really, even, even now, you know, we've been kind of definitely moving in the direction of trying to get into grocery and trying to really figure out how do we, you know, how do we have our products be competing with like general mills, you know, and being in the, in the aisles where people can have a healthier choice. It's funny because I think, you know, I still always am thinking about how can we go back to the farmer's market and just have like at least one booth a week. Cause I really do miss it. But yeah, I mean, the the farmer's market was just such a great way to tra- test a concept. And I think anyone starting a, a food business, like a lot of even investors or people, you know, who are looking at, at companies that they're trying to get, you know, larger valuations for. And it's like, you think a farmer's market, oh, you know, that's kind of if you're running a lifestyle business, but that's not true at all. I think everyone kind of looks at the farmer's market as like a badge of honor and just saying, you know, it, this actually was started, like we started out there in front of customers and, and actually testing the concept and not just putting like a ton of ad spend or marketing dollars behind building a brand, but actually being out there in front of the customers and having those everyday conversations and so much insight is gained. Farmer's market was just definitely the best decision ever to have made. So great. Yeah. So moving forward, you're, you're right now, you're working on getting into stores and you're focusing on the granola and you're also focusing on crackers. How's that working out right now? I think usually people come to the market with a product, let's say like it's grandma's, you know, sauce recipe and and you want to bring that to um, the market because it's just the best sauce ever. And I think Pulp Pantry started really backwards because it was more of this like higher level idea of what, how we could change consumption in America and, you know, change this issue of food. And then it was like, okay, well now what product can we bring to market to like, to really connect with consumers and you know, for me, I mean, my passion is not, you know, running a waste hauling business. My passion is more about kind of this cultural shift and in, in talking one-on-one with people and saying, you know, how do we each think more consciously about the things that we consume and the way that that leaves kind of a, a, a global footprint. And so I think, you know, it's it's just interesting because 
people are like, well, it, this is, it, it's a funky concept, of course. And the only way that I arrived at it was through this kind of passion for environmental studies and, and for like food justice really at its root. But, you know, where it is today, the, the grain-free granoles, we took a step back and we, after two years, basically, of development of all these products, I took a step back and I said, okay, really, what, what do people refer to Pole Pantry as? And a lot of people think of us as like a grain-free granola company. You know, people okay. are like, oh, I love your granolas and all that. So I just listening to customers, I was like, okay, clearly that's the product that's winning right now. So we decided to run with it. And, and right now we just, I hired a baker finally, and you know, it wasn't me doing product development, but I think the benefit of me as someone who's not a chef, but just someone who's very curious, the benefit of me really doing the recipe development in the beginning was that I was, you know, I had a mission in mind and I was like, I am putting the upcycled ingredients first. So fruit and vegetable pulp has to be, you know, some of the first ingredients. And a lot of the people that I talked to in the early days were like, eh, you know, if you try to do that, it's just not, you're not gonna be able to make it taste good. And so I think the willingness to at least experiment was something that now I can turn it over to a, a baker and she's an amazing, talented baker. And I can say, hey, this is the recipe that we came up with. I mean, you can basically spin this, but I, I need you to make carrot the first and second. Um, and I need you to commit to that. And through that, I mean, she's been able to improve the recipes like tenfold. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's wow. just kind of sad for me because I'm like, oh my God, I worked on this for so long, but and now she comes in and she just, she just whoops my butt. But no, it's fun. I'm really happy that just to have someone who now kind of is like, yep, I'm on board with the mission. I'm on board with everything. I'm using my talent to make these recipes better and to help you get you know get farther and wider with the product so we have new branding and and all that maybe you could talk a little bit about your website because it's very beautiful and you're definitely using social media in a smart way yeah the website has been a journey also we moved from squarespace which is not very e-commerce friendly but it's really beautiful and it's super easy to just plug and play they have templates that just no bust and uh-huh. it's really cheap to, to host on there, but it's not cheap to host e-commerce on there. So, you know, we had this e-commerce plugin and it was like all of these different steps to actually order products. So we just transferred over to Shopify because, you know, our focus this year is definitely building a story online and through social media as well. And I think, you know, the point is to really be able to drive people to our website and to have them be able to vote with their dollar, you know, and say, I actually really support what you're doing and I want to try the products. And I think for us, e-commerce is definitely going to be a big thing to tell the story of like, hey, there's actually people who care about this and look, they're they're actually buying the products. It's not just, oh, I support you. I want to you know, be a part of this, but it's actually, hey, I'm actually going to support this with my buying dollar. So Shopify has been awesome so far and it, we've really seen an improvement just because everything is so streamlined and it's a one-click yes. kind of process to purchase and it makes it so that people don't have to spend all this time like digging through the website to, to really get to the, the point of checking out on, on our store, but they can still kind of feel they're getting the information that they want and, the, and their curiosity is peaked through learning about what we're doing. Great. And that's, that's my partner, Ashley, who did the, the website. So kudos to her, not me okay. well, <laughs> for that one. Well, very great, great work on there. I'm impressed. And it sounds like you're heading in the right direction. So if somebody were focused on really supporting a company that is socially aware and they've got a specific mission, would they be able to know, like, are you, have you decided exactly how you're going to move those foods to the people who need them in the future? Like once you're a very successful business, then do you have specific initiatives in place how you're going to do that? Yeah. I mean, we've always talked, like right now we're actually talking to different um, groups that target kids nutrition and especially programs that are, you know, for kids that are at risk of obesity. So a lot of them are funded by people who actually can support, you know, while achieving their goals of 
delivering healthy food and education to these kids. So although, you know, as a small business, you have, everyone knows, I mean, you just have the costs that you have not reached the economies of scale. And so it's a challenge to get the price point to be competitive. Like I've looked at granolas and I'm like, oh my God, everyone's selling a granola at 20 cents an ounce. How do we differentiate ourselves to make sure that, you know, we warrant kind of a higher price? But then what I realized is like, you know, when talking to these people, I mean, a lot of them are willing to to actually support small business if you're kind of helping them achieve their goals as well. So it hasn't, it's been nice because I think, you know, we don't have to kill ourselves to achieve our mission. We can just work with aligned partners who also support what we're doing in order to get our products into the right hands and, and kind of be able to engage with people who might be able to benefit more from you know, not just the product that they want and that tastes good and that helps them kind of achieve like nutritional goals, but actually something that they need because, you know, they're in this tight spot with their diet and they're not serving the vegetables, they're not eating fiber and they're kind of plagued by just processed food all around. So that's kind of how our approach has been to it. And and of course, that's been an evolving thing for me because I, I used to always think about that and I was like, how can I develop a business model that has this kind of one, like, is it a one for one model? What is it? But I realized that really the benefit more comes through just me being out there in the community and actually going to these, you know, whether it be like, a, oh, a place called home is a great example, but like going there and actually talking to the kids about maybe entrepreneurship or, that's awesome. or other things. And yeah, no. So I love it. I think that's great. I love the idea of mix, showing them exactly what you're doing. So you get a chance to yeah. say, hey, you know, everybody should be an entrepreneur. And also look what we're doing. Everybody needs vegetables. Exactly. Really and cool. it's not just, you know, not just about like selling the product, but actually just getting people all on board with the whole idea and the concept, which is really the great thing, I think. How did you end up in Los Angeles? Because that seems like the perfect place to launch this. Yeah, I mean, I was here through for USC. Okay. And I went to USC and graduated in 2015. And it was just, it was kind of one of those things where I realized, gosh, LA, you know, I hated LA at first. And I was like, yeah. LA is, but then I, after, after being here for a little bit and, and really like digging in and not being in the USC bubble, but actually like living in the community. And I was like, hey, this is amazing. You know, LA is full of all this creative energy and innovation. And it's just about finding your little niche in your community and meeting people who inspire you. And get, you know, then I got into the swing of just being a proud, Angelino, I guess. And, and that's kind of where I now I'm like, oh, God, am I ever going to leave? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know <laughs> if I'm ever going to leave, but it's not a bad problem to have. Yeah, I, I have always liked Los Angeles. I just think that it's a project driven place. So people are always working on creative things. And that's something they're proud of. Like, really cool. So we talked about your social entrepreneurship. We talked about your yeah. product line. You're focusing on the granola going forward and getting into stores right now. With me, it's definitely trying to just learn about how you build a business to scale while also kind of fulfilling a mission that might, you know, be, it's just, it's kind of sometimes it seems like they can be at odds with each other, but I think that there's a lot of ways that people have built beautiful kind of mission-driven businesses. And so it's looking at all these different models for scaling and looking at like what makes us different and really working that versus following kind of the pack. And I think that's, you know, that's always an ongoing challenge and, and conversation where, it definitely just becomes something where you have to be very intentional about every step of the way, because a lot of the advice that we get is maybe from people who are looking more at the business opportunity. So I don't know. The The whole thing That's is just, it's, it's, yeah, no, it's basically just building something that you can be proud of. And that is beautiful while also, you know, playing a game that is looking towards like this larger 
opportunity and, and the opportunity to go national as a brand and bring these products to a wider audience and not just to like a very small niche. And I think, you know, starting hyper local and there's so much opportunity in LA. So that's definitely been my focus. I think just getting the product out here, but there is a lot of room to grow and it's kind of keeping an eye towards that as well. And that's kind of that's at least where nice. we're headed. So yeah, yeah, it's perfect for anyone who is starting something out of the market and they're using that as a proof of concept you know all along the way one has to think about their strategy so that's really great yep amazing well cool this is great information uh, i'm so grateful to you for doing this i really love what you're doing thank you yeah well i'll be looking at your website in the next couple of months and how can people keep track of what you're doing and be involved with the first launch yeah definitely we have a we have a little email list so good for people to sign up there. And, and that's kind of the best way that people can know about everything up front. I think we always like to blast the, the announcements out in the community before we even go on social and all that. And then Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at Pulp Pantry. And then of course, our website, www.pulppantry.com. And we're also on Amazon if that's how people are, are buying food. So we'd love for everyone to try as well. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out Caitlin's awesome product line at pulppantry.com and subscribe to the Get In My Garden podcast and leave positive reviews on iTunes if you like the show. You can reach me directly at Aaron at getinmygarden.com with feedback and ideas about future episodes. Catch you next week.